Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. that time again. This is K-Wild Radio and this is Patty Holstrand and yes, we're live. It's Tuesday. <laughs> Are you better than Monday? That's all I got to say about that. And it's been a really hectic week and it's Leprechaun week and man, I tell you, I'm running on drilling because I'm certainly not running anything else. How are you guys doing on this Tuesday? Guess what? We're talking to uh, author who, I, you know, it's so funny because, I mean, we barely got this, this book into print today. So, hey, we have a lot to talk about. Are you there, lady? I am here. Hello. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, it's been a week. It's been a week. And it's not even over. Not even the middle. Jeez. I know. It's just begun. <laughs> and, you know, I was telling the audience that we had just barely finished this book. I mean, this morning. <laughs> yeah, we barely finished. It, it went to print this morning, and I didn't want to tell any of my readers this until it's actually off to print. But I didn't right. finish writing it until Saturday, so <laughs> it was really last minute. <laughs> and it's freaking amazing that we got it done. Mhm. Exactly. And so it's like it's like oh, and I have to tell you, I think it looks it looks great. It looks great, and I you know even better is the fact that uh, I think the ending here is just perfect. It really is. Well, um, thank you. It is. Is you know I had my doubts. Remember at the beginning, I said I said, <laughs> what are you doing? You're you're moving all the dates around and it's just, it's just weird. But I thought, well, yeah. you know, I've I've known some authors, you know, in the past, especially sci fi authors who like to mix it up and be crazy. And it's worked for them. Yeah. And uh yeah. It's just, I think it's worked for you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I remember you, you you were you're kind of doubting me there and I said just Get through the end, and if you still still think it doesn't work, then then I'll change it up because I trust your opinion. And you never told me to change it, so. 
No, because, you know, I, I thought about it, and um, I, I was a little concerned about the, the one uh, back-to-back uh, person talking, you know, in two different times. I was a little, mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned about that one, but other than that, um, you know, after we claimed at the beginning of the book, because uh, I, I think that's where we had most of the problems there, uh, it, it makes sense. Yeah. So it it is uh, continuity wise, you know, they are you're moving from from you know different months, and so it you know it, <laughs> it takes an elite person to get it. I I think so, and I think it's a, a nice way of putting it, um, because it, it's the best way to describe it. If you're a movie watcher, is if you've watched Pulp Fiction, and you yeah. like it style, then you'll like the book, I think, I hope, because it's the same, the same you, you've got yeah. to focus on it, you can't, it's not something that you can just, it, it's definitely not something that, you know, it's not a no-brainer book, I, I want to put it that way. No, you got to, it's like, it's like, what? And then you got to really watch the dates, everybody, so, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't just go right into the chapter, you've got to look at, okay, what location these people are in, um, and what the date is, because it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get it. But yeah. as I said, when you did that at the end there with the, uh, you know, giving us this chronological order, and uh, you must have started with that. Did you start with that to begin with? No. <laughs> I ended with that. So uh, that just shows a little, I know people are probably listening right now and saying, what are you guys talking about? My so the book itself is not linear. My my storyline is not linear. So okay. um, that alone, I think, will probably help explain what's going on. But at the end of the book, it I give a timeline, and I want to tell okay. my readers don't read that first because it it will it'll ruin it. Yeah, it'll ruin the whole yeah. book for you. Yeah, spoiler alert, guys. Don't go in the back. And, you know, there are people actually go in the back and read it first. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I think it drives every yeah. every author nuts. It says, why would you read the back first? Yeah, and, uh, you, definitely, you definitely don't want to. And don't read it even halfway through the book. Because I know a lot of people see a timeline like, oh, maybe this will help. No, just trust me and leave the timeline for the very, very last last thing because yeah. that will be your kind of the icing on the cake for the story. But yeah, I did that uh, I did that last. I did that after the story was already written. So that just shows how my brain works backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as scary as your story. Is <laughs> Honestly, you know, uh, it just it is so feasible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, when people read this, it's like, uh, because as, it's so funny because I'm making jokes about that, saying, saying you know, uh, especially we're, we're dealing with the hotel today. Remember you and I were dealing with the hotel? Mm-hmm. And I, I said, you know, you can't you can't deal with those people because you're, you have to deal with, because uh, you're an elite person. You've you got to go above that and deal with the management because you just can't deal with people who are that you know not being able to get it 
Yeah. I won't say I won't say the words because you know I'm a host. I'm not going to be nasty. But you know, it just I just throw up my hands sometimes, and when when such idiocy is just so prevalent. Right. I I don't right. understand why uh, certain people can't get it, and I, I you know I have. I get so many emails from uh, right now, back and forth. It just, I just want to, you know, I have a kill list. I already told you that yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was glad that you do because that put me at the bottom of your list. <laughs> you have to edit this crazy book. And so, so when you said you, when you were sharing your kill list with me, I was like, that's good. That means I'm not at the top. I'm <laughs> as long as those people are pissing you off, I'm not on that list. <laughs> well, yes, and funny, you know, here I'm so busy with with your with your getting your stuff done and yet uh I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm mad at <laughs> others <shocking. laughs> who are getting in my way of getting your stuff done. That's that's what makes me mad. So uh mm-hmm. it's like don't you know, like get out of my face. You're gonna be an idiot, you go over in a corner, you know. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I yep. just uh, I just uh, either that or I'm got to shoot you right now and get it over with. Mhm. But um, it, it's just crazy. This week is just nuts. And, yeah. uh, and I'm just so happy to have your book done because it's uh, again I I has it's kind of like you see how the progression of the story needed to go. I saw how your back cover needed to go with your front. So right. uh, it's you know I guess we'd make a pretty good team there. And uh, I think so. I got it done. Amazingly, I, I I honestly did not believe it was going to happen until Saturday. And I kept in my head, I was writing, I was I kept thinking of excuses to tell people <laughs> of why we had to cancel <laughs> the book launch. I probably thought about that more than I thought about my plot because I really did not believe this was going to get done. And you know. For, for people who, for those that really know me, they know I write fast. I write, I, I really get books out there really, really fast. Um, the first book I ever wrote took me from beginning to end four months. So now <laughs> books usually take me about that time, two to four months, depending on the length of it. And uh, like Sungate took me, I think, three and a half months, and that, that was a page, that's over, I think, almost 400 pages. So I write fast. This one has been 14 months in the book trying to get it done. And the only reason it got done is because we had this really very solid deadline that it has to be done and in print by this day. And uh, that's the only reason it got done. Otherwise, I could probably easily have spent another year trying to get this out, not because of the complexity. It's just because... Well, I mean, the complexity is one of, one of it, but it just was a story that was just so difficult to expand on from the novella that um, that if anybody ever asks me to expand any of my books again, I'm going to slap them across the face because it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Once it's done, it's done. So let's well, learn. <laughs> yeah, because you wrote the novella at first, and mm-hmm. it really was a clean and crisp story. I mean, you know, boom, boom, the action just just push you right through it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, you know, which is great. This is, you know, you, you snagged me. I was trying to edit your first one, and I'm going like, no, I, I don't want to read it. No, I don't want to read it. Before I knew it, it's like I'm reading it, and it's like, okay, 
Yeah, you know, you're, you're stopping me from getting my other stuff done. I have to read it and get it over with. Um, and then uh, here you had it done, and here it was it was a little morsel. You know what I'm saying? The part of the meal. Yeah. And uh, but it was a good part of the meal, and then you went and, and of course decided to totally revamp it. And uh, how did it become a, a? To me, it was it's it's a a lot deeper story. Yeah, it was With more characters. Uh, one of the things that, and there's not that many more characters. So for what people I think were expecting to expand a novella, I had ten characters in the original novella, which is. Uh, I think there was less, it was like, what, around 40 pages, if it was that. And so there was, there was a ten, there were 10 characters. So it's a lot of characters for something that short, but it worked because they all interlocked with each other. So I think people kind of expected me to throw in a lot more characters. But I really, I think for what I did, I don't think I added that many characters. I think I only added um, a couple of layers of people, like kind of sub-characters, mm-hmm. and uh, expanded on the ones I had. And one of the challenges I had that the reason why I think the novella works so well is because so much is left to the imagination. Like, I paint this picture, and uh, I think people's imaginations are much more scarier than anything a writer or a director or anybody can ever put on paper. So I wanted to use that to my benefit. So I painted enough of a picture to put somebody in that dark room and set the Scene and then let their imagination kind of take over with what was happening. And I was able to do that because it was a novella. And I think that's why it worked so well for the book. And when I was expanding the novel, one of the challenges I had was how do I keep that element and turn it to a full-length novel? Because the chapters were really short. They were only a couple pages each. So it was like in and out. Like you got the scene and you're out and you're going to the next one. So it was this constant quick action happening in novella, and I think with, and I said, how do I do that with novel? Because if you keep doing that, you're going to lose people because you can't keep doing that rapid-fire action writing. And, um, and that was the biggest struggle I had with the book, was trying to figure out how to keep what was working for the novella and put that into the novel and then give it something else and not disappoint my readers. And I, and I feel like I've accomplished that. Um, and I think that my readers will be satisfied. The, the beta readers and the ARC readers so far are loving it. So, so far the, the reception has been good. Um, and the end was completely unexpected for myself. I had no idea that that was going to be the ending. That was not the ending I planned. That was just the ending that came out of the book. So, Well, yeah, your, your, your characters kind of told you, okay, that's, that's not the direction we're going. We're going over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Characters just get in our way, man. <laughs> but, you know, they, they drive the story. They drive the story, and that's when it works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and that's really it. I think that a, a good writer, um, from what I've seen, and I, I can't really speak because I've only been doing this a couple of years, I think a good writer kind of lets the story do its thing. And because... Mm-hmm. You want it to unfold naturally. You don't want to kind of force a certain reaction to somebody. You don't want to kind of force, uh, you, you know, if you have a character that you have in your head that they're going to react this way and then events start unfolding in your, in your head and they come out on paper and it doesn't really match, I think you have to kind of go with what is actually happening. So 
the ending was completely different from what I expected, but I liked the ending much better than what I had planned. And um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Kind of, it was a round robin kind of thing. It uh, <laughs> you would see it, it, honestly, you, you people. If if you go back and you you read the ending first, you're not going to understand because mm-hmm. it, it really does take reading the whole thing uh, yeah. in the order in which it, it gets goes to you. Because otherwise, you're going to you're not going to understand how how she had what she had to do. Yeah, there's no chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how that all worked, and and <laughs> and you know, funny thing is, I I read the ending again uh, because you know, I when I was editing, I was so tired that last night, and I kind of got it, but I was gentle was bothering me, kind of like that character of yours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that was that was the funny part is I read that I said uh, what Kristoff said. I said, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so then I read the ending over again, and and it's oh my god, okay, yeah, that all made sense. Then. Yeah, it's um, it's one one of my beta readers actually read it three times because she said the first mm-hmm. time you read it, you you have this oh, and then she goes the second time you read it, there it's a lot of things and that you miss in the beginning makes more sense. And then she goes, right. the third time she read it, it was kind of like this aha moment. So, uh, and I, I kind of constructed it that way on purpose. I wanted people to, I, it's something I like doing because as a reader, I like for the author to trust that I'm smart enough to get things. So when I read a book, I like kind of hidden elements or like kind of things that you have to figure out. And, um, and so I wanted to put that in there because I like that as a reader. So I don't know if that makes sense to people, but as a reader, it's something I like and something I put in my books. I know that there's some movies like that, you know, with the, uh, you know, it's like, uh, Sixth Sense, for instance, you, uh, finding out that the boy sees, Mm -hmm. uh, dead people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I want to go back and watch it again. And then you see the nuances. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, they're in your back of your head. You know you see them, but it, it doesn't really totally click. So when you go back and watch it again, then everything clicks. So the exactly. same thing with your, with your book. It's like, it's like, okay, but then you're going back, and, and that's why I said I had to read. Um, when I was going back over again, the, the third set, when I was doing the the layout, I was reading the back chapters again, and I said, oh, okay. Because when I was editing it, I was just so dead dog <laughs> that it didn't, that get, it's like, oh, yeah, that's brilliant, but then I didn't didn't know why. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and, uh, and so I, I loved me for day. <laughs> but bothered you in the beginning, and then it made sense later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, then, and then when I again, since I didn't, uh, was going ahead and working on it again, I went ahead and read it uh, over again. It's oh, okay. Now I got it. And then, yeah, that's brilliant. Well, thank it's you. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I and, I like the elements. I, I told Don. I said reluctantly. I have to tell her that it's brilliant, and <laughs> I hate her for it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> As a writer, well, I hate you. That makes my day. 
<laughs> well, that made my day. I, I never thought I'd want to be hated, but there it is. <laughs> yeah, I think people will like. I think people like that because my other. I have another book. It's another short story, um, Alice Hill in Silent Wonderland. And uh, I have again. My readers are like, please make this into a full-length novel. It's like, no, I'm not doing it. It's not going to happen. And I and I think a lot of it is because they as they get to the end of the book and they're like, oh, okay. And then it's this whole revelation of things. And obviously, we can't say all this stuff because you know we'll give it away. But right. uh, it seems to be what people like. I think people like unfolding a mystery. They like unfolding. Kind of figuring things well, out, you making know, their brain I, work. I, I would, I do, and uh, yeah, yeah, I had have people who do uh, critiques of the beginning of my book, and I, they're like, "Well, you know, you shouldn't cheat by not letting us know who's who's talking in chapter two. And I'm going like, "Well, if I do that, you're going to know who's talking," uh-huh. and, and that kind of gives it away. I mean, the, hello, yeah, it's only chapter two. Yeah, you have to trust your reader. Yeah. You know, yeah, say, you have to trust got, your reader. You've got to, you know, you got to trust your the writer too. Is you got to understand that you cannot know everything at the beginning of the book. If you do, then what's the point of reading it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and um, and you know, as a reader, I find that myself, um, I I personally don't like a narrative when I'm reading. Like, I don't want people to say, you know. They're painting. They're talking about the story at the beginning, and then they give the history. Like if, if they're writing, oh, Joe, Joe and Mindy had this history, and this is what happened, and then you kind of lose that whole element of surprise. Yeah. I like it to be kind of intertwined into the story, and I think that you know you you do have to trust your reader, and I think a lot of writers feel like they have to paint that picture so that you know their readers can see what's going on. But like I said, you have to trust your reader. They'll get it. I think we have to give them more credit. Um, you know, and then I think a lot of people think they, they don't deserve that credit. I give my I try to give my readers credit and I've noticed I have some really smart readers. So um it's been working and it works for me as a reader, so why not? <laughs> well, I think the difference is, you know, uh showing and not telling. Uh, I I'm teaching somebody right now that, you know, you can't just it's just not monologue, okay? You can't monologue everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You've got to have dialogue that's going to drive the story and pull pull you in because otherwise your your characters are flat. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're not chasing others. It's, no, you can't just monologue this. It's, it's, uh, you know, that's not how you do this. It's, it's, so it's, it's for people who I just, certain people just don't quite get that. Um No. Dialogue that is with description in it is what really drives the you know the, the reader through the story, and uh, don't you know give, give a rundown of what's you know what somebody's doing or what somebody says uh, or somebody looks like because that's boring. Exactly, exactly, and don't <laughs> underdo it either. <laughs> it's like a fine balance that you have to find and. You know, I think that's the art of writing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, you know, learn by doing. Um, you know, you're not gonna do, everything that you write is not gonna be perfect the first time. Uh, so you got to work at it. This is this is a. It's not that it's a job. Um, it's mm-hmm. just that you, you know you got to work at your craft. 
and to learn from the mistakes and and get better every time. Mhm. As I know, you are a voracious reader. Yes. So that's yes. one other thing that you've got to do if you want to be a writer. You really got to read. Yeah, I am. I say it all the time. I'm a reader before I'm a writer. I. Uh, I've only started writing, people will think that's really weird, but I've only started writing two years ago, two and a half years ago now. And when I said I started writing, I mean, I really did not write even, uh, I haven't even written this, like a one-page story before that, and not even in college, unless it was like a college paper I had to do. But I, have, I was not a writer. I always looked at a writing as something smart people did. I was always a reader. I loved reading books. Um, I, I'm like right now. I haven't been able to read a book in the last month and a half because of the deadline. And right. one of the right. first things I wanted to do as soon as I was done with the book, I picked up the book to read it because I love reading so much. And I think that that's why I was able to jump into writing the way I did is because I read a lot. And I think that if I didn't, there's no way I could have made that transition so quickly. And I think a lot of people say, how did you become a writer so quickly? I think it's because I, I read so much. Well, I have to tell you, it's a, you know, uh, of course, I've been edit, edited your other story as well. And it's nowhere near the same kind of uh, story. Mm-hmm. And it's something about the, your the particular, um, you know, uh, something with more intrigue, something where uh, where the characters are doing things and, Moving the story along seems to be um, better for you. You seem to be better at it. At, at the at the characters, or uh, more so than you know, I could come right out and say it more so than the romance, the romantic story. Um, boy, yeah. you seem to be you seem more violent driven. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're very good at it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> yeah, I don't um, know. <laughs> you, I, you know, I think it probably has to do, but it goes back to my reading. Like, I, I'm not a fan of romance. I don't read romance. Um, and you know, even and you're talking about the Melanie King affair, right? The yeah. Melanie King affair, I wrote because I wanted to talk about a love affair, and I wanted to talk or a marital marital affair, and I wanted people to take this character they normally would hate right off the bat and judge, which would be Melanie King. You know, she's Mm -hmm. cheating on her husband and she's having this love affair. She's got a child at home. You describe this character and I think people automatically hate her. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to write the story that people couldn't hate her because they were forced to see her side of things. And that was my goal in writing that book. And so um, a lot of it was I, there were times I was writing it and I, I was like oh wait I'm writing something with romance in it and I have to remind myself to go back and put the romance in there because it's just not my you know it's funny because in real life I'm a romantic person but when it comes to literature it's just it, it's violence all the way I want the violence I want the mystery I want all that stuff so uh, that's my schizophrenia <laughs> coming out I think yeah yeah and this, that's uh that's kind of funny because at a certain point it's like, okay, yeah, we haven't had any sex scene in in certain number of pages, and usually, uh, you know, because I, I when I wanted to do romance, I again I 
pulled all these different romance writers and 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 read them and studied them. Um, so that way I knew what that, that there's a certain formula to when a sex scene needs to happen. Uh-huh. Of which I'm and, not aware uh, of. <laughs> but then I find that, you know, the person that, that I read the most is one that really became graphically, sexually dark in the end. Um, and... <laughs> And, and and strangely enough, I have I had a bent towards that in the book five. So it's like, well, okay, you know, I might have to stop that uh, because these the readers are actually that that I have are actually looking at they're really wanting the science fiction, not right. so much the not so much the dark uh, romance. Right. So yeah, <laughs> so I had yeah, to stop myself. That way. I, I'm, and that's probably the first and only book I'll write in that genre. Um, it was just a story that I wanted to get out of my system. Uh, and I'm, I am not a romance writer. I just, I'm not a romance writer or romance reader. And I find that when I'm at events around the romance writers and readers, I almost am like, it's like opposite, it's like magnets trying to get the magnets to attract each other. I just. It's like I, my eyes glaze over. I have no idea what's going on. I have so much respect for them, but it's just not something that I understand. And if I don't understand it, then I'm not going to try to even try to conquer that world. I'll just stick to what I know I can do. <laughs> well, let's talk the about your, the, world. The, per, the person in, in your book and uh, uh, that, that some of your readers seem to have a tendency to look to like, and that's Danny Ruiz. <laughs> yeah, and, Danny. Danny is a, he's a violent boy. <laughs> and, you know, obviously yeah. there's, but I think that, you know, that there's always a tendency underneath. Um, you know, and you see that, I think, in, in these characters is, is most of them already had a violent tendency before. So, um, they, you know, Danny Rue probably just wasn't, didn't show it. Yeah, um, I, one of the things is, for those who haven't read Undead Winter, which is the novella, uh, my zombies are not the slow-moving, brainless right. entities. No. They're, they're, they, so I said smart zombies. <laughs> yeah, they're smart zombies. Um, they're fast, and the, the difference is that they're missing their frontal cortex of the brain has actually been damaged, so they're missing all consciousness or all morality. So they're, they're literally acting on their raw primal urges. So that's who my zombies are. And Danny Ruiz, when I first wrote him, I almost took him out of the book before I published it because I, I thought it was too much. I thought people would just, it was so much, I thought people would lose it. Like I, they would just, that's where I would lose my reader. But he almost didn't make it into my final version of the book, and I took him out. And I remember I had my husband read it, and I had my best friend read it, and they both came back with, oh, my God, I love him. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what's worse, if it's me writing this character or the <laughs> fact that my readers love him so much. He's so dark, and there's no good to him. Like, usually, you know, when you have somebody who's that bad boy, there's some sort of good to them that you can kind of bring them back to humanity, but there's no good to him. And people no, love him, and, and I don't get no it. There's no redeeming him. 
No, no redeeming him. But yeah, even so yourself. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but it's, it's, it, and I said you you said well you like Danny no it's not that I like how can you like Danny you you it's not that I like him I think I can understand him only because of the fact that he he's seeing things differently than some of the others right and that's actually why you really needed to have him in there is because he yeah. sees things differently and it was able to analyze. Um, and that helps the reader to know what's going on. If you didn't have him, I don't think your story would have worked. Yeah, he he was a surprise element. Um, there are there are some scenes if you read Unsaid Winter, and you thought I pushed the envelope in that one. There are some scenes in the new one that I pushed the envelope even further. So I think I'm kind of trying to see. There's a warning for you people. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see how far I can go before my readers are like, okay, that was that was crossing the line. I thought I crossed the line a long time ago, but apparently they loved it. And it's funny because I'm sitting there writing this, and I was watching, and, and I had this one scene in the new book, and I was like, I don't know. I, I don't think I can do this, but I don't think I would put it in there. I don't think they'll get it. And I was watching it, fortunately, at the same time I was watching Game of Thrones. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> if they could put stuff like this on HBO, I'm good. So I know, I know, yeah. Yeah. Kill I yeah. kill me gonna say the spotter right there. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. But Daddy Rose yeah. is fun and there's a couple of new characters I think in the at least one new character, um, in the new book that I think is, is almost equal with him, but we'll see. Mm. I'll, yeah, I'll it, tell you offline. <laughs> surprised me, surprised me on a couple of occasions. On, uh, and I know you and I were were sitting at Denny's and we said, "Well, just go ahead and kill him." So <laughs> I won't say won't say who it was because you guys need to read it. But right. somebody who you would normally would come out of any any movie, which is going to be a tough one because you know people will have a tendency not to like this particular person to be killed. Right. But, uh, but that, that's a shocking part because of that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I want people to know that when I wrote this book, I didn't write it with an agenda. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, before they read yeah. the book. It's just how things unfolded in the story, and I think a lot of it, I think some people are done, they'll look back and say, okay, I see why that happened. And, right. And, um, you know, well, and they think that especially when you find out what the certain things at the end, yeah, 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 to go. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think there'll be new favorites. I really think there are going to be some new favorites in this one. I don't. I, I think Danny Rose is a favorite for Undead Winter, but I have a feeling that there's going to be uh, new favorites that they're going to like better. So we'll see. Hmm. Well, Danny definitely drives the story. Um, mm-hmm. And he again, I think he's absolutely imperative to your story because he's able to again analyze what's going on, and that helps to uh, to for the rest of everybody else. Even though he has no social compass at all, social moral compass either, but by any means, a stretch of imagination. Um, but it's 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 interesting to see how he progresses and then where he's involved in all the different layers. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a real important part of this. Kind of like, 
the sheriff on on you know uh, this, on uh, Walking Dead. He's an important part of the overall arc of the of the series because of his progression and 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 death and where he's where he is at uh, and where he goes his his whole journey. Uh, and, right. and Dan Danny's got a journey too. Um. And and they all really kind of have a journey. It's it's uh, it, it's uh, entire society has a journey. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, it's it's different. It's different. I I think that um, his journey was more of a journey for the readers, whereas in other characters, they're more of them having their own journey. Uh, like Christoph, like Christoph definitely has his oh, own yeah, process that he goes through. So, with I would have I liked to see Christoph more. He was in there quite a bit. But I don't. I you know I just I want to I want to get to know him a little better. I don't know what yeah. it is. It's something like like yeah yeah I know Danny I know Danny whatever, but who's this Christoph guy? And I want to get to know him. <laughs> I, I thought I wanted to get to know Marcus, but honestly, you know, near the ending, no. <laughs> um, yeah. But Kristoff Chris, is an interesting one to me. Yeah. Um, I did that on purpose because I think people ignored Kristoff in the first one and it kind of annoyed me. <laughs> so, like, damn it, I'm going to make him important. <laughs> so that was my little rebelling in my book there was making Kristoff a little bit more prominent, but I think it worked for him. Hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and you have a lot of different characters in here that are uh, even the minor characters become important for one reason or another. But yeah, right. that's surprising when the, the abruptness of who you kill sometimes. <laughs> Which, yeah, I kill. Know, I kill a lot of people. <laughs> for those who like Game of Thrones, you guys should be you guys should be used to this kind of abrupt <laughs> killing. Okay. <laughs> We could definitely blame Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, we could definitely blame Game of Thrones because I was writing a lot of it while I was watching Game of Thrones. So I think that's probably a lot of the killing off. I was like, oh yeah, I can kill these off. But, you know, it's an apocalypse. It's called the apocalypse. Yeah, it makes you death. wonder what what was uh, George R. R. Martin thinking? Um, I mean, did he kind of sit in the Denny's and say, you know, I really hate this character? And somebody says, well, then kill them all off. Yeah, you okay. never know. There you go. And, you know, it's like, well, you know, this family's just a little too nice. This family's a little too nice. We've got to get rid of them all. And all at once. Yeah, probably, huh? Yeah. I want to shock the crap out of everybody, so you know what? I'm going to take all the nice people into one place, and I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. What wedding? Well, yeah. yeah, I know. I know. I and think I, George it, Martin has a thing with weddings. Like he, I think he had a really bad experience at a wedding, and it, you know. <laughs> well, it's a social function, especially at that time. You know. Yeah. Um, where do you get everybody in one place? Well, either a war or a wedding. <laughs> right. Yep. And, or a festival. In his case, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I know that we we're going to sh- uh, shut down here for in a couple minutes because of the fact that uh, we're doing a tag team thing today. Uh huh. 
So you know, here I had I said, well, I'll, I'll be on, uh, I'll have you on my show to talk about it. And hey, what better time? We just finished your book, and now we had so much to talk about. I know, I know, I know. And of course, you yeah. guys, you know, okay, you're going to be at Leprechaun, so let's talk about what's going on. Leprechaun starts on Thursday night. I'm going to be there because I've, I've got the music uh, guest coming, um, and I'll be on the radio that night. Uh, and then you're coming in on Friday, and mm-hmm. then we're having a big party upstairs on Saturday night. So for those who, who don't have memberships, uh, the party is, is you're allowed to come into the party even if you don't have a membership, okay, because it's an, it's, it's an event and... And uh, it's an open event. So uh, up in the cabana and on room 202, we had the party. We got mayhem. We even got stargazers in there. Yes, they will be there. I already warned certain people that either I will pull them into the mayhem or we will use them as target practice for the zombies. So whichever way it goes (laughs) is not on my nose. No, so they've been duly warned. Yes. Those stargazers. Yeah. They've been duly warned. Their 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 days are numbered. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. And uh, you know, uh there's several parties upstairs. Um, I already got the low down today on that. Uh so it uh it's gonna be a crazy night. It'll be just we're gonna have zombie killers, we're gonna have uh zombie toss, we're gonna, you know, toss some zombies, we're gonna you know, pieces and and we're gonna we even have a pirate thing going on down down the same corridor, so it's gonna be crazy. Zombies, so we have zombie killers, and pirates. <laughs> you know what yeah, would you guys want? You know. I feel bad for the guests who are gonna be there. If not you, they have nothing to do with the leprechaun. They're just guests that are staying there for whatever reason. They're gonna be very confused. <laughs> yeah, I can see because uh, I think they're. In screaming down there, I don't know if it's real, and they'll probably get video. Hey, it'd be really cool if it went viral, but I'm not giving anybody any any real uh, ideas here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. I do know some people are going to videotape some things, and and it'll be it'll be interesting, fun to see what happens. Yeah, yeah just like yeah, your book well. as it unfolds, you know. Yeah, it, whatever happens at Leprechaun, I would say stays at Leprechaun, but apparently you're wishing it to go viral, so we'll see what happens. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good thing. We want it to go viral. Cause, yeah, and, it's, uh, my, and I will have my other books there, too. We'll just be the apocalypse, so it'll be a representation of all. Exactly. So for those who need to, want to get that book, you know, it's going to be out. Uh, we've got copies right there at the in, in the dealer's room all weekend. Uh, we'll be at the party as well, so you can get your car- copy from, from Tina directly. And uh, come on out and have some fun. Uh, shoot off some zombies. Learn about som- zombie survival. And, uh, oh, my gosh, it's just, it's just uh, the whole weekend's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it'll be fun, lady. We're going to have fun. Definitely. And, and after all the work we've been put up, we've been we doing doing. We need some. Yeah, amen to that. And then we can just jump right into the next project again. <laughs> yeah, and don't I know it? Don't I know it? 
So uh, with that, uh, since we've got that, you guys need to come to Leprechaun. Leprechaun is going to be in Mesa. Those for those have been like sticking your head in the ground. I told you know, I told Donna said today. I swear, if anybody comes to me after Leprechaun and said they didn't know that it was that weekend, I'm going to actually strangle them. <laughs> so, just so pe- you people are, you know, duly noted that uh, you say that to me, you're dead, mate. It's so, <laughs> three weeks. We've had three weeks of radio uh, shows for just Leprechaun. So, come on, people. Come out of your cave once in a while uh, and find out what's going on. And uh, so we'll be there all weekend, and uh, and we'll have books, and we'll have parties, we'll have all sorts of fun. And that's at Mesa, at this, you know, right off the Centennial Way, at the Mesa Marriott, which is again right in the heart of Mesa. So uh, you know, come on out. You know, if you want to just do one day because you don't have a whole weekend, oh, for goodness sakes, you don't need to be there the whole weekend. Just buy one day pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to know their badges available for that. <laughs> I don't know when to do them. So come on out and do the, the, you know, just do one full day. And if you do Saturday, you will really get a whole breadth of a lot of things. Because you know, Gail Kerrigan's there, and uh, she's uh, author, best-selling, best-selling author. So she's going to be there. Uh, we've got Sin Crow, who's and Daniel. He just is awesome. He's so much fun to talk to. And he's just so so committed to all other artists in the community, which is, is important important to do that. Um, and of course, Krista, who's just she, she's a young lady. She's 25, and she's already got a business. Um, you know, she's got a graphic design business. She's an artist. She's a she's a cosplayer. She's you know she's the whole little package, you know. Um, and I like to see how, what she's going to do. So uh, with that. You guys got to come out and see, uh, you know, obviously Tina. And we've got, uh, we're going to do a book signing at 2 o'clock on Saturday, right? Correct. Okay. So I decided, it seems like it's got your schedule, so bam, I remembered. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised. I almost didn't remember myself. <laughs> So I, after this, people, I'm going over to go, uh, Blog Goddess, and, and we'll be talking about conventions, and we'll be talking with um, uh, Michael D'Ambrosio, who'll be our, our uh, other guests on the on the line with us, and we'll talk about screenplay and how to how to get your book into a screenplay. And uh, so, anyway, anything else you want to share, real fast, lady? Yeah, if they want to um, hop on to Blog Goddess Radio, it's going to start in 10 minutes. You just go to bloggoddessradio.com, and you'll find the show there. So it's pretty simple. Awesome. I'm going to get off now, because that way I can, maybe I can shove, shovel a potato in my mouth. And, uh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. That was Tina, and I'm going to get off here so that way I can eat something before I go over to the other show. I know it's a tag team thing, guys, and so it's a lot of fun to do. Um, we've done it uh, very rarely, but uh, on a couple of occasions. So uh, with that, uh, you've gone over to Blog Goddess Radio, and uh, we'll hear from another author who's going to be at uh, Leprechaun. That's uh, Michael D'Ambrosio. He's going to be uh, with me to talk about, uh, obviously, the, the book business and the screenplay writing business. Uh, so if we're doing a screenplay uh, actual session, 
we'll be talking about uh, how to get your book into a screenplay and and whether or not it applies, um, or in a screenplay for a movie as well as for television. And we'll talk more about uh, where to find information about that um, at the other show. <laughs> so with that, I'll see you guys in 10 minutes in the other show. This is KWAD Radio, and this is Patty Holstrand signing out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.